We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Curry steps back. Bang! Light Years Podcast, we're back. Andy Lou, we got Samus Fendiari. We're getting wild here. It's episode what? 46. We're on we're on 46 now. So I don't I can't even think of a 46 in the Warriors history. Can you? I'm not gonna lie, dude. I didn't even pull it up. <laughs> At this point, me and me and Sam were just kind of Yeah, we, we kind of have to give up the go? stick, like, right? At some point we have somebody, to Somebody, yeah, we'll crowdsource it. Sam, like let let these guys pick. What should we do? What should we start these new podcasts with doing now? Yeah, I don't know. I oh, there there is no forty six in Warriors history. There's <laughs> there's two forty sevens, um, but anyway, we can go off of that. I'm kind of tripped out since uh, we're recording in the sunlight. I don't know if we've ever done that before. Um, oh, yeah, you know, time change. Basically, that week where everyone's tired at work every day because you can't get your body adjusted. It's funny because I saw Sam tweeting at eleven p.m. and I was like, "What the dude? What are you doing?" Um, and he's time change, which is funny because uh, if you just if you and you know this if you drink a lot and you go out on Saturday night and at two a.m. it turns into three a.m. There's really no negligible difference. Like you're still gonna wake up hungover and right. you'll regulate by Tuesday. So for me, it's kind of the same. 
Um, I, so I've never really understood the difference. Is, just is this because, your way of saying you still go out and party like you're 21 every weekend? <laughs> except I got a two day hangover. So apparently, apparently oh, that's not possible anymore. That's it's starting young. I didn't start getting those till I was, I don't know, almost 30. And that's about when that's when the lifestyle changed. That's when, that's when going out was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, how about we just go to dinner guys? <laughs> you get two beers at dinner and you're done. I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm worried cause I'm in Vegas next weekend. Um, so I'm a little concerned and it's like the first week of spring break and, and I'm, I'm wary that I might not record for three weeks with you. So you guys might be getting a solo Sam pod. <laughs> so hey, I mean, 47, 48, 49, that's all you. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of upset people if it's just me. But uh, I mean, the Warriors, the Warriors are just as hungover as us. I mean, dude, they're not even at this point. Me and Sam are trying to figure out what to talk about. Actually, it's more interesting, right? Is, hasn't yeah. it been more fun? Like, wasn't I mean, yesterday's or, game more fun? Yeah, it definitely was. I think before we get into yesterday's game, we well, first off, shout out the guys for not being hungover from Steph's party two days later. They don't have two day hangovers. They were able to. I mean, we all saw the Instagram videos, the periscopes, the the stuff on Twitter. They looked like they had a great time Monday night. If that was me and Andy, there's no way we would be able to play Wednesday and win a game. Well, they did cancel practice. So. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they canceled practice at 10 a.m. Tuesday. That's that's reasonable. Yeah. Um. Although I was, you know, some people thought it was a little unprofessional. God, it's crazy because you think about it. Um, you think James Harden and Chris Paul, or well, maybe Chris Paul. You think James Harden is sitting at home and gunning for the number one seed by not going out this entire season? Come well, on, that's the funny thing. Like you read about the Jordan Bulls or Magic in the eighties, and you're just like, dude, these guys are so lucky to play without social media. It's oh. not like Steph was advertising it, but like if I was at Steph's party, yeah, I would I would videotape live live streams of it on my Instagram or something, right? Like it it's just it's cool. Like how how often are you going to get to say that? It's like, "Oh, I'm 2 feet away from Steph eating ribs and dancing on stage, you know?" <laughs> and, um, and that's stuff that like Jordan didn't have to deal with. Like Jordan would be gambling until 5 a.m. before games. And it's like it was Steph's boy that recorded that had that I is Coast Easy, the 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 kicks guy that yeah. that was had an IG life. If Steph didn't want this to go out, he would have told him be like, yo, like don't post this shit. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, fact a that lot of did- a lot of dudes do that when they do go out, they they confiscate phones for that reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't get around whatever the group is, like whoever's in their entourage or whatever their group, you know. It's just like and I get it because they go out when they want to go out. You know, they don't have to play till seven the next day. They they live on a different life cycle than normal humans who have a nine a.m. job, right? So, um, but you don't want to deal with that um, TMZ or that type of thing. You know, criticizing you. So, which is it is kind of interesting though that the that you can tell that the Warriors aren't total like doing things that necessarily get them in trouble. I guess considering that Draymond has calmed down lately. But the Warriors are open, and they're inviting the coaches to these type of things. Like, I think that's, got- I think that's why because they invited the coach. Like, this was a family friendly affair. Yeah. Like, yeah, they they all turned up and have fun. But ultimately, there was you know, anytime you invite the boss to a party, it's not, <laughs> it's nothing you're you're embarrassed about showing up on your your social media. Yeah, 
Like these guys are these guys are raging, but they're not doing the type of raging that gets them in trouble. Like this is it's it's fun. Like you listen to uh, talk radio a lot more than I do, and I used to listen to a lot, <laughs> dude. Like the first the first thing I turn on, and it's like, oh, the Warriors are not taking it seriously. If they lose the championship, we're gonna come back, and this is gonna be one of the things that we're gonna talk about. Like, dude, they're Steph is eating ribs at 11 p.m. on a weeknight. Like that's not <laughs> like that that's crazy. Like doing cocaine off a stripper is crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, at 3 a.m. in Boston over that. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean I'm not saying anybody's doing that per se, but I'm saying like if that were to happen, the first one nobody would know, right? right. And it, it's just like the things that these guys are doing are honestly like pretty tame. Like anybody, can yeah, do they were singing karaoke. Big deal, right? And it was funny, and it was it's kind of cool to see them all having a good time together, like good clean family fun, but um. Yeah, this this has nothing to do with whether or not they're gonna win the finals. Um, if you can point to me, if you can prove to me that you know Clay's Clay's thumb actually got ruined by face planting on stage, then maybe we'll be on to something. You know, <laughs> yo, you think it's weird though that they like each other that much? I mean, what is this year five for for Dre and Clay and, and Steph and KD second year? They could always been there for a while, but it's they like do, but it's like a little. Um, it looked like a work party. Like they're all like around like Quinn cook, the new guy and having like fun with him. Like you didn't see like Steph having like, you know, four hour conversations with like the same players he sees all the time, you know, like seeing, or when he does, it's like seeing that different side of your coworker. You don't, you know, you see in the office every day, but you don't, you don't see them turn up like that, you know, at the copy machine. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, Steph and Dre are really close. But yeah, I guess none of the guys are like, they're friends, but they're not like, you know, like best of friends. So I guess, I mean, like LeBron, Wade and Bosch were sick of each other. I, I just find it surprising. And it makes me think as a homer that this run is a little bit more sustainable and maybe to a detriment where they might not want well, to think it was, flip guys like Dre and Clay. So, and I think it's more just because it was a special occasion. Like he's the first core player to turn thirty. Thirty is a big deal. As someone who turned it, I went through all sorts of uh, epiphanies, <laughs> and like uh, you, you don't want to know. Like I was just like, I was reconsidering everything in life. Like, have I accomplished enough? I thought I'd have more in my savings, you know, like all this stuff, like when you're 30. So I don't, Steph doesn't have those worries, but it is still kind of like a milestone thing. You're officially out of your twenties and that. So it's the first time you do that. And it's like, honestly, it reminded me of, you remember the Miami heat when they had LeBron had that, like one karaoke fundraiser thing they did a year, like Shane Battier organized it. Um, and it was, it was karaoke to raise money for some, I think, some sort of cancer research. I, I should remember what type, but I can't. Um, and oh, they're coming. They're going to come to get you if they're listening. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just saying like all those guys just, they look like they were having so much fun doing it just because it was like a one event you look forward to every year. You know, it's like when it's, when it's something like that versus like, Hey, let's all go out on Friday. It's, it's got a little added significance, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and they used to, I think it was two years ago. They had fe- remember that seventy three win season when they had features almost on a weekly basis about how much these guys love each other. I remember there was one where they said, "Hey, these guys like don't split up when they go on away trips. They actually get dinner together." Like that was one of the main things <laughs> that they talked about with this team, which I thought is I mean I think is is a little bit corny, honestly. But hey, and two it's a, years and later, it's a little overblown. It's not as like 
them getting along and certain right. guys being close friends doesn't mean it's like 15 brothers sleeping in bunk beds. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like shout out Raymond Ritter, right? He's the one that's like, or Dan Martinez who used to work there. Like, hey, he's giving these stories out. But I mean, on the other side, I think it's kind of true. Like, there might not be guys that, that like each other that much, but they're still existing to a point. We haven't heard anything about, you know, locker room arguments, you know, you know, there's nothing like Isaiah Thomas, J.R. Smith type of thing. You know, like Ty- J.R. Smith telling Tyron Lue, like, hey, he didn't talk to me about getting benched. He just Ugh, texted me. Smith. Like, like the, the f- <laughs> none I, of that stuff is happening, though. You know what I mean? J.R. Smith, honestly, like, for some reason, the internet thinks he's endearing because they think he was mistreated. But honestly, he's like one of the most just he's just a total clown. There's no other way around it. Like he was un he was, he lacked self-awareness before Cleveland. He kind of found this role next to LeBron and kind of all the same issues he had beforehand are coming back. Right. He's still kind of like thinks he's better than he is and kind of pouts when things don't go his way. Right. It's just kind of like, it's, it's obnoxious. The whole like, Oh, I should start like, dude, you haven't shot 40% since, since Obama was president, you know, like you have no right to be starting. You have no right to complain about your starting position. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. Like you, you'd think someone who's struggling that much would at least acknowledge it and be um, a little less like divish about it. <laughs> can we, so, can we segue into how Zaza Pachulia is not complaining and actually coming off the bench and playing like a starting center? <laughs> Hey, Steph's out. Zaza's getting double doubles. Steph's holding Zaza back. Steph, <laughs> Steph Brook. This is this is a Russ Westbrook, a Russ Oladipo situation going on here. Zaza, Zaza's gonna leave the Warriors and be an All Star next year. Now that he doesn't I, have Steph holding him back, I truly do not understand how he's actually the guy that wants to shoot layups now, like and actually not fade away on layups or do a reverse like reverse spitting layup off the side of the glass bullshit. Like he's actually just going into the guy and shooting it. So, Where was that? So I have, was a th- that? I have a theory on that, um, that the Laker game was actually pretty cool from this perspective to see him play well, see Nick Young play well. Omri had his first good game of 2018. Like he, he he's really been slumping since the new year turned, right? Like he was really good in November, December, and then it's just been bad for two plus months, right? Um, and I think it's honestly because everyone was out, they played a little freer. Um, Zaza talked about it when he first came to the Warriors, like how nervous he was to play next to four all-stars because like he thought every time he made a mistake, everyone would get mad at him. And even if they don't like, you know, you know, stuff's not going to choose Zaza out for a missed layup. Right. You, you're still kind of putting pressure on yourself. And then you add to it, Kerr loves to preach like move the ball for a better shot and to a guy like Zaza that means like pass it to KD pass it to Clay you know instead of just kind of like taking the layup or um you'd see it even more so with McCaw who would get out there next to a couple of the all-stars and be kind of timid and refuse to shoot the ball because he'd want to move it to a better player but like move that doesn't that doesn't mean don't take any shots that means like just don't go in there gunning 30 shots next to KD. And I do kind of understand how that is. Like, have you ever played with a bunch of dudes who are better than you? That's, <laughs> that's my whole life playing basketball. Yep. So it's like, you get kind of like when, when they depend on you, you kind of get a little gun shy and like concentrate on doing the little things. But in the Warriors case, that can almost work to the, their detriment. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that makes sense from a mental standpoint too. The the, the th- it's kind of weird because I I think maybe I've been watching me and you have been watching this team for too long. I think the Warriors. I don't know if it's a hot take, but have the largest variance in terms of mental issues on a team just in terms of like they'll overthink it to a point where they're unable to shoot or they'll be you know pump faking on air right i think it goes from steph to clay to igdala mccall down the line to everyone even less so draymond more than any other team in the nba Um, like yeah no like they know how Mm -hmm. much talent they have so they're all out there overthinking they all want to make the extra pass they don't want to be that guy who shoots it 20 times well that's not really the case with the role players but they don't want to be that guy who like steps on anyone else's feet and then when everyone's doing that all of a sudden it's like well someone just shoot the ball right so (laughs) and they're and they don't have a guy like i would say not like popovich but like the spurs are just a team they'll be confident doing that i think with the spurs but i I think the the other thing with the spurs is they'll all shoot it because they're not worried because they're not and they're not good enough, though, to do anything else. Yeah, like, I mean, they're not worried about, like, stealing touches from someone. Like, they're yeah, going to yeah. feed the ball to LaMarcus as much as they can, probably more than they'd want to, because but they lack offense, right? That they don't really care if Danny Green takes two bad shots, you know? Whereas, like, Omri Caspi feels like if I take two bad stressed. shots... I'm, yeah, yep. exactly. And I don't know how you get out of that, because, like, Kerr seems to constantly encourage them. It's like, you know explore it like if you take a shot from one of your spots that's fine but it's still i mean they know how good their teammates are mccon knows how good clay and steph and kd are you know so it's it's just and i don't understand why they go into these nerves but they do and even in the playoffs we i mean like the first year against the grizzlies they do um they won a championship I think they did the same thing, but then the Cavs just weren't good enough to capitalize on those nerves throughout the entire series. I think that the Warriors' part of that mental issue is that once they get over it, they're unstoppable. So, like, once they figure you out by game three, is this is what I think they'll do with Houston, um, is they'll figure them out after the first two or three games, and it'll, they'll, just, they'll just rail off, like, three in a row. Like, they might be down 2-1. Or they might be up 2-1. Whatever it is, then, it, then it's going to be a short series if they're up 2-1. But part of it is once they figure you out, and there's no doubt in my or your mind that they're going to figure out Houston. And once they do, and I think it's going to be by starting Andre Iguodala, then it's just over. Like there's just no – there's and, and I mean there's it's not like Houston has a counter attack too. Um, I mean but once I, they no damn Tony team has a plan B. So yeah, once, once they figure out their A game, it's just going to be over. But there is one concern. Mm. who's that um that is that everyone's hurt (laughs) um i mean every time we give analysis of what we think of houston it versus the warriors it comes with the caveat that we think the warriors are healthy obviously if steph is hobbled if clay can't you know his thumb is hurt to the point where he can't shoot it's not the same thing and if those things happen and houston wins then credit to them you know they manage the season better good for them nothing wrong with that um but if there is one concern with the Warriors, it is health. It does seem like it's starting to add up. Like Steph, what is this, the fourth ankle sprain of the season? Yep. I don't I don't think any Warrior fan's comfortable with that. Clay, thumb on shooting hand. No one really knows what it means. Clay, of course, is gonna talk about it like it's nothing. Oh, I can play, you know, but we don't know. You know, I mean he shoots textbook, which is to say the thumb isn't necessarily a part of the shot but it still 
can't help, right? You get past the ball, your thumb touches it, it throws off your timing. Um, Draymond, his sh- I honestly think his shoulder issues are why he can't hit a jump shot. Mm-hmm. And it's been all season. It's been all season. You know, actually, he, he was shooting well to start the season. Whenever he hurt the shoulder in December, he was shooting about 36%, which if you can get 36% from Draymond from oh, three, God. you take it every day. Um, and from that point on, he's been shooting like 28% for the rest of the year. Um, and you can even see it in his shot. He, he doesn't have a pretty shot anyway, but like now he has an even bigger hitch. Um, so are you yeah. worried about it, though? Um, no, because if they lose because guys are banged up, they lose because guys are banged up. I can accept that, I guess. Um, what, what would, what would stress me is if I thought a team could beat them straight up. Does that make sense? Right. I, I can't, I can't even take the opposite opposing argument because I'm not stressed until, unless you told me that, because listen, there's no. There's no indication that Clay is going to be out for six weeks. It sounds like it's going to be two or four. I guess tops. okay. Let me let me take this back. If if you're if you're asking me, am I worried the Warriors won't win at all? Uh, I you know, I need you to make the opposing argument. I so am I, I am I officially you. worried on a health <laughs> basis. Um, I've I don't know that Steph's ankle will ever be healthy um, this season. It, sure, know, I, I mean Fair he, point. over the summer he'll get it all good, but. I've I've seen how this team plays when Steph sprains his ankle, and granted they haven't put in that playoff effort. Like they put in that playoff effort with a hobbled Steph, they should still be able to roll a lot of teams because it's still too much talent. If they have Steph of 2016 like that, plus the team they have now, they'll still win. Like that's my thing, right? I, do I have to to back that argument up though? Like if they had that 70 percent, 75 percent Steph, that they still would win a championship. I, I feel like that's not a, a large statement i guess i guess you're right but now we're dealing with a banged up clay um i don't know what's going on with the thumb i need to see how he shoots with it obviously if he can't hit if he can't hit shots at the same clip he normally does like that's a problem they, they already lack um a, a significant amount of shooters um and then there's a dream on wear and tear factor too I, I guess there is a reason to be concerned with the health i'm not overly concerned i think they're They've already punted the one seed in um, in return to have like to have the best chance at good health. But if there is a concern, it is health. You know, Houston is healthier than them. Um, I always kind of thought Houston would would wear themselves out, and they might anyway. But um, they're healthier than the Warriors right now. And the, 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 I mean, if you want to make the other, it, it is that Houston isn't playing that. I don't think they're really pushing their guys that hard. No, I don't they, think, they stopped doing that. Like yep. at least since the All Star break, they they've cut back minutes on everyone, which is which is going to be fun, dude. I, I think the more the more you watch Houston, I've watched a lot of more Houston games in the past month than I have in the first three months of the season. The more you watch them, the more serious they are. They can run small. They're they're like a, a shittier version of the Warriors, right? But which is kind of what you don't want to do. But at the same time, it also allows them that defense. Because if you are a worse version of the war, you, you're still able to play defense, which I never thought the Cavs could until in 2016, they magically were able to do that. Um, so, I mean, if you're playing PJ Tucker and he's he's some semblance of a Draymond Green and, and Trevor Ariza and guys are able to lock up, that's going to be fun. I don't know. 
Yeah, my, um, my, my question with their, them is actually what happens when teams figure out how to guard Harden and Chris Paul and ISO. Chris Paul will get figured out in ISO yes. like he does every yes. year because yes. he's five foot ten. Yes. Um, but I, I also think Harden will against the Warriors just because the Warriors have so many good players to match up on him. If you don't think the Warriors can, then you, you got to start making an argument for Harden being legitimately better than Curry or KD, which I do not think he is. Um, so, um, I, I don't know. I've watched, I've watched too much of him to know that like when the Warriors start switching KD and Draymond and stuff and Iguodala onto him, I, I think his efficiency will drop a lot. And without that, then I start wondering how good they truly are. Mm, I got another. So I think we talk, we talk a lot of Houston. I got another one while we're talking. Well, I'm just thought about this is, is this going to be the worst finals in a long time? Well, maybe a long time, maybe five, six, seven years. I don't know when LeBron was back in it against Spurs. But if the Warriors or Houston makes it, this might be one of the worst in a while. It might be. It, it reminds me of the early OOs, you know, when like the Lakers played the Kings in the Western Conference Finals and it was a bloodbath and a great series and all that sort of stuff. And then they went to play the New Jersey Nets. You know, <laughs> like that's what it, it literally it feels like that where every finals was a sweep and or a five gamer at most yeah but the western conference finals was the finals that was all of like oh oh or 99 to like oh five basically yeah and and like think about it the raptors are gonna have the two overall seed i think maybe but if they if they're in the finals is it it could be a sweep like the warriors could win the first two games in toronto and and the thing be done yeah. That's, that's that's so. I mean, I'm not gonna say that's boring. It's gonna be hilarious for us, for me and you. Well, I guess but... I grew. I guess I grew up on that. Like those um, early OO series, like stick in my mind pretty heavily. Um, that I remember. So you're you're saying you're used to it. It's just the well, I'm ready to like the, the the Western Conference Finals being the real finals. Sure. Um, yeah. It, it's lame. Like I would, I would much rather see open seating to see the Warriors in Houston potentially meet in the finals. Just oh like, yeah. Hey, if Houston is as good as they appear to be, and they, they probably are, they deserve to make it to the finals, but they're not going to because the team that's probably better than them will knock them off first, right? And that, that's kind of like from a historian standpoint, this is how LeBron can say he, he went to nine straight finals. It's like, well, dude, there's so many periods in there where like you going to the finals with the fourth or fifth best team in the NBA isn't really indicative of how how much team success he truly had it's just indicative of like a seating arrangement well that's why he's staying there he ain't going he ain't leaving cleveland well let- um we let's move let's move to the west because we've got we got to talk about because a for some reason this and uh, usually i'm burnt out usually i stop following the team t- to be transparent like my writing i'm just get kind of bored but this season the last of the regular like the last 15 games here are just, they're going to be lit. I mean, we've got, we're going to go down the list here and talk about every team, but there's like seven teams that are jostling for five, six spots uh, in the Western conference. And it's it's crazy. It's going to be fun. Cause I mean, let's go, let's go through them. Let's go through. So first off Portland is, I don't want to say they're locked in, but they're very close to locked in at three. And Dame, as far as I'm concerned, Dame should get third in MVP. It should go Harden, AD, and Dame. Dame's basically turned into Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, he's always so I was I was talking about this, but like 
Portland has kind of won and lost based on how he shot off the dribble from three, right? Uh, and he's become so consistent at it. And when he starts hitting that off the high pick and roll, then what can you do, right? It's like the Steph thing, right? When he does that, then you have to start sending doubles. And he's like Steph in the sense of he's smart enough to know how to pass out of it if he needs to. And then you get these four on threes and it's just kind of over, right? So he's been amazing. And um, I mean, they, they for people who say Steph couldn't lead a mediocre team... <laughs> Portland is essential. Like Steph is still better than Dame. Switch him. Dame is showing what Steph would look like next to, you know, a so-so supporting cast. Um, except I think Steph would probably have three, four more wins with that cast if he was allowed to play that way. No, you know, you know, I'm going to agree. The thing I, the thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go on the flip side here is I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Dame because he's, he's obviously one of the best shooters and I think probably the best off the ball shooter, off the dribble shooter, sorry, if not for Steph. And I do feel bad. Like, I I think he could drag a team like this to the Western Conference Finals, if not for the war. Like, if Kevin Durant wasn't on the Warriors, I think there would be a chance perhaps that Portland could push him to six or seven. Okay, but but hear me out. But listen, listen, like that could be something that happens. Um, or they could maybe beat Houston, right? There's some part of this that I think Dame would get a lot more exposure if it just wasn't for the fact that the Warriors are who they are. And I think that keeps Portland. And I mean, obviously his teammates aren't good, so that keeps him away as well. But it just keeps Dame from being like as big um, so, as someone like Steph is, even though Steph is better. Yeah. Bad. Um, so actually, I saw this on Twitter today. This made me, this was interesting. Someone said the only two point guards better than Dame are Steph and CP3. And I started thinking, I was like, I would probably rather have Dame than CP. Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I, I, and, I, and like, I, I did the lamest, like, well, if I swap them. Did you tweet that out? Dame and, no, no, I didn't. Um, Dame and Harden would just be an absolute nightmare. I feel like that's more of a nightmare to deal with than the current rocket construction. Uh, um, fuck. That's and fair. I don't know. I could argue. I, I mean, Chris Paul's amazing. Uh, Dave, like he's a, he's a better pure point guard for sure. <laughs> but, um, uh, Dave is just such an explosive scorer that I wonder if that overrides, you know, Chris Paul being essentially okay. a computer. Um, no, I think you're right. I think he's a better fit with James Harden, uh, more explosive. I do think uh, leading a team, you probably want Chris Paul, though. Would so. Portland be better if you swapped him? Would Portland be better? If, and let's say you have Chris Paul fully healthy, like not Chris Paul missing 20 games. Uh, I, I mean, can't, I can't argue that they would have a better record. I mean, look, look, look. The Blazers are 15 games over 500. But in the last couple of years, uh, I'm pretty certain that if you flipped them, Chris Paul would have the Blazers at yeah, a better I'm, I'm record. Talking about now, I'm talking about now. I think Dame has become a better uh, player. Maybe, either, yeah. Either he's in just a really long hot streak or he's become a better I, player. I'm going that, with the he's hitting his prime. Uh, I think it's probably a hot streak. I, no, Nobody's Steph, bro. Like, you can't just shoot like that consistently. Um, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, but he's still only 38% on three from the season. Like in re- in reality, he's kind well, of sh- he's shooting. Kind of hot, that kind of lends that argument. It is kind of hot because he's just hot right now, and he's not going to shoot like that consistently. I mean, overall, what's his career? Is 30, he forty seven? Thirty seven percent. Yeah, there you go. 
I mean, he's so, he's essentially like Isaiah or Harden with his three. Like, if you don't guard him, he will murder you with it, and he can hit tough shots. But like, he's he's not going to murder you and hit tough shots while you're guarding him <laughs> at that pressure all the yeah. time, which Steph will. Yeah, um, that, that that's probably the difference. But I mean, he also gets to the line a ton more than Steph. He's obviously more explosive. So there's 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 counter arguments to it. Like Steph finishes better than him, but anyway. That's just well, a that's just a um, one of those basketball Twitter arguments that you know are pointless. <laughs> by the by the way, if people if Warriors fans, um, best case scenario, if you care about the easiest route to the championship right now, if the Warriors are staying in the second seed, they do play Portland in the in the second round. Which I mean, it's and the Clippers easy in the as first a, round. This is like the dream. This is the dream. Yeah, and not just because of the the matchups, but. Our flight to LA, our flight to Portland. God. The Warriors, every playoffs, this kind of gets under under said. Um, New Orleans is a four and a half hour flight. Memphis is almost a five hour flight. Like that's just tiring. That East teams don't have to do that. You know, like Houston is a four plus hour flight. That's just a lot to deal with. You know, the quote unquote West is really three quarters of the United States landmass. Like it's it just is. Like you look at a map. Have you have you looked where Memphis is? Memphis is in line with Cleveland. It is closer to Cleveland than it is to any of the Texas teams. Well, I mean, Memphis, they don't have an airport, right? You got to like get a connect. Well, these guys have an airport. They have, they have, they can do whatever they want. But no, no, they don't have a direct commercial flight from the Bay to Memphis. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, let's move. We're not talking about Memphis. Let's move. What do we got? Oh, we got another team that also doesn't have an airport. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I still think they're going to be sneaky in the playoffs. Damn, they're fourth. They're forty-one and twenty-nine. I think um, I would have taken them to beat Houston if they had a Roberson, uh, because they would have just had the perfect wing combination to stymie the the pick and roll and the ISO and everything like that. Right? Uh, without Roberson, no, it's just going to be like they'll be they'll still be a thorn in everyone's side because as love as much as we love to make fun of Westbrook, like. He is still a great player, and Paul George is an excellent player, and Carmelo Anthony was once a good player. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and I, Stephen Adams is just a nightmare. I think the Roberson impact is always overrated, just just because once the playoff starts, you can scheme a lot of people's weaknesses more and strengths less, make them less possible uh, or less effective. So, um, I think Roberson would have been a pretty let unimpactful playoff player, but whatever. I mean, that's, I'll, I'll say this. You're going to get fully engaged, uh, total effort, Paul George on defense. And that is a nightmare. Um, it'll be a little more, they will, they will be better in the playoffs than they were in the regular season because talent and just like playing the matchup matters a little more. I'm not saying they beat Houston. They might not even get out of the first round, but they're going to be a bigger pain to deal with in the playoffs. They 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 play Etwan Moore, Ian Clark, and Emeka Okafor from New Orleans Pelicans in the first round if they start it right now. So I'm pretty sure that they'll advance. And it just kind of I think I talked about this a couple times here. It just it just sucks that Demarcus Cousins it out because this is a team that oh my god can you imagine Cousins and AD in a playoff series against any of these teams? Like I might take them over the Blazers. Like if we, if we had two those two of those guys in just just a best of seven, I, I would take them over so many of these like middling uh, Western Conference teams because they I just too. Drew Holiday's oh my awesome, uh, 80s, I mean MVP, 
he's been by the way hilarious how much people are like oh i wouldn't trade clay for ad i'm like yes you would you don't know what you're talking who is about. saying that stop you don't it. know who is saying that's that? just my mentions every time i mention oh, anthony davis uh, he is one of the most special players in the NBA. He's asked, you know what he is? He comes to the Warriors and he will be better than Steph Curry to the national pundits who want to say, Steph Oh yes. Oh, not even a question. It's, it's, oh. it, he's gonna, he'll, he will stand out as the best player on the court. Whoa. Whoa. You still got Kate. <laughs> and I'm saying he's just, he'll stand out. <laughs> anyway, he, he's silly good. Yeah, and by the way, uh, people and who he's don't not silly good in the um, like he's a nice player. Like he is one of the few players you could say is ob- objectively good enough to be the best player in a title team. With you know, without question. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say people that don't think uh, you wouldn't want to trade Clay for AD. Just watch how quick the Warriors would do it if it's on the table. So uh, um, let's let's see. Oh, Anthony Davis, um, one of the guys that I feel like. It's he still he was underrated all season until now, which is the crazy part. Um, I still feel like even though Carl Anthony Towns is killing that AD is just so much better. He's just got so much more skill than these guys and like a better feel uh, just playing basketball than a lot of bigs. Like that's the that's the best part of me about him. He understands now he understands where to be defensively and offensively is one of those things where he'll settle for that jump shot, but he's automatic. Carnathan Towns, somebody like him will shoot that jump shot, even Embiid, but they're volume Towns is Towns is super skilled, and Towns at times can look more skilled because he can do some crazy slow post-up moves. Like, he's got some unreal, like, old-school slow-it-down-and-fade-away moves. Right, like Embiid. Whereas, yeah, whereas uh, AD is just like an explosion on you. Like, he gets an inch, and it's two points. It's wow. three points. It's over, you know? Like, he's... He's just <laughs> – I just picked up on that. Um, yeah, you just got that one. <laughs> it's not even a question. AD is the best big man in the NBA and, like, uh, one of the five best players in the NBA. God, he's so much fun to watch too. Like, like and Rondo's not that not that good anymore, but having Rondo there to run a pick and roll and throw those lob passes makes it so much fun. Like, their entire their entire offense focuses around him, and it just makes it that much better. Like, By the way, shout out Gentry for figuring out multiple schemes throughout the year. Like, first, the AD boogie thing is obviously not what he wants to do, but it was working. And then he found a way to play without boogie, um, and he's kind of found a role that somewhat makes sense for Rondo. Like, he, he doesn't have a short leash on him, but he, he kind of does at the same time. So, like, he doesn't annoy the... He doesn't yeah, annoy Rondo. Yeah, you cannot play him. Yeah, you cannot play him. Yeah. But, like, obviously you cannot let Rondo do whatever he wants because right, that leads right. to losing basketball. So he's managed that in a – it's just been really good. And then, like, Drew Holiday has been – Drew Holiday is an Eastern Conference All-Star without a question. Yeah, uh, yeah he's he, he's he's a, he's a Victor Oladipo for sure. He'd be in the MVP conversation if he had a Boston jersey on 100%. Not so, even a question. Not even. <laughs> Next one is Minnesota. although he would not be better than Bob Cousy. Oh God, dude, that was that was pretty funny. So the <laughs> what did Boston have? The Bob Cousy or Kyrie Irving? Who has better handles? Just, I mean, I totally get Cousy's very important in basketball history because he was like the first big time ball handler. But it's like it's like when people say like, oh, 
better power hitter, Giancarlo Stanton or Roger Maris. Like, come on, man. <laughs> One guy is like 6'6 with like modern medicine, and the other guy was smoking cigarettes and eating um, chicken pot pies. Like, it's just not a question. You know? <laughs> Facing 84 mile per hour heat. It's like, do we not understand how evolution works? Things get better as the years go along except, not except in basketball where it got better until the 90s and then it peaked <laughs> they figured everything out and actually we've been um de-evolutionizing de-evolving I, I always tell people when guys are, are like making 1080 dunks and shooting threes from half court 20 years from now uh, there's no i'm still gonna say that stuff like started at all and it was still better when we watched it when we were in our 20s for sure Hundred percent. Not even There's a no question. Doubt. Not even a question. Steph shot, a, Steph shot ninety-eight percent on threes. I'm not impressed by your sixty-two percent three-point shooter. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. just I'm gonna go full Lavar Ball on these people and be like, nope, Steph averaged fifty points a game. Nope, <laughs> basketball reference is wrong. You weren't. We there. never lost. We you, never you, lost. You weren't there. That's not what happened. <laughs> uh, uh, Minnesota, I think, could knock OKC off if they get up to five. They're currently at six. Yes. Yes. I, it's it's really just a question of Jimmy Butler. You give me healthy Jimmy Butler, and Towns strikes me as one of those guys who, in a playoff series, will bring that extra effort that we don't see every night from him. Um, I don't like Wiggins, but it doesn't really matter. If you're getting Jimmy Butler... What did he say, what did he say yesterday? He's not happy in his role. I'm like, dude. I'm what, shooting 40% I'm, from the field? I'm like, dude, you're Jeff Green. You're getting eight more shots a game than he deserves. Oh, shit, he really is Jeff Green. He could be better, but objectively, there's no... Jeff Green could be better. <laughs> I mean, we have heard that for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, hypothetically, what if Steph Curry was coached by Tibbs his whole life? I mean, he'd be dead. Uh, oh, I don't want to think about it. That's sad. I don't... Like, well, the funny thing is, did you know under Mark Jackson, Curry was playing 38 minutes a game? That's not surprising. No, like... Do you have a usage rate thing, too? I bet you he had a ton more, ton more usage. I'll pull it up right now. Um, uh, he didn't, because they would, they would constantly double him. He would get, he would get David Lee, all these numbers. <laughs> I mean, you, re- you remember how... Carl Landry, Carl Landry, he would pass to him in crunch time, because there's nobody left. Yeah, so Steph in... Mark Jackson's two years played 38.2 minutes a game and 36.5. Um, so an average of about 37 and change. And his I use, think with, oh yeah, go, go. His usage was actually not that high. It was 28 to 20. It's about 28. What is it now? 30, 30.7. Oh, interesting. I mean, he plays less minutes now as well, right? He plays 33, I think, since Kerr's been the coach. Yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah. It fluctuates, um, but they see he doesn't need more pick and roll. See that? You see those numbers? Numbers don't lie. Oh God! If I have to, if I have to hear Warriors Twitter complain again about like no pick and roll versus the Atlanta Hawks, I'm just gonna lose it. Yo, like that is one of the little pet peeves that I have had lately as well. Um, it, it's just look, I'm I complain about pick and roll. You complain about pick and rolls, but a game in mid-March against one of the worst teams in the NBA, you do not need to run your best play. For what? For what? Like Just you can- to put it on film more? You know, like <laughs> at least experiment. You know, no, it's like it, we both complain about it, but it's like we're this is year four of the Warriors dominating. 
at yeah, least, you-, you know, stop acting, stop acting like you're new money. And it's like the first time you had a hundred bucks in your pocket, you know, it's like, this team is going to be great for a long time. Who knows how many rings they'll win, but like, they're clearly playing the long game and these individual comments about why like the coaching is terrible versus, uh, you know, Sacramento on February 18th is just so silly. Oh, that's the other thing. The minutes it's like, Oh, why is, why not put Kevin Durant back in? Right. The, the bench is playing terribly. Why not put, because you want the bench to play together and there are going to be times in the playoffs where they're going to have to play those minutes. Like you, why would you run KD 40 minutes now and in the playoffs? That's literally why James Harden was shooting air balls in an elimination game, right? Like, well, that's what they say is why, right? Like there's no reason to play KD the entire second quarter, just because you guys are down eight in in a regular, like maybe four years ago when the warriors were trying to come up and be one of those teams. Yeah. But now it's like, Sit Steph for a week. Like Steph could play tonight, like if he needed to. Yeah, not but even a question. There's no point. There's no point. They call it intense rehab. Did you see that quote? They said he's going to do intense rehab for a week and evaluate. It's hilarious. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, they're going to put barbecue sauce on his leg. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's yeah, it's it's annoying in the sense of we all want to see them play their best game, but it's also acknowledging the human aspect to it and like the bigger picture like you need to see what these bench players can do so why why are you stressing against the phoenix suns just let it be so it's a little uglier so the point differential is not as good as houston's who cares it doesn't matter they're they already 538 says it matters You know, but like 538 is very transparent that they're just plugging in the right, numbers. I know, I know. So it's but just kind of, it's just kind of, fu- it's just kind of funny. Uh, we got four more teams. We can probably group them together, or we can break them up. Clippers, Jazz, Spurs, Nuggets. That's that's wild for two spots. Yeah, and so let me, even yeah, yeah. I can't believe the Spurs aren't. Yeah. So who get who get the? I think we're in agreement. Oklahoma. Let's see, Portland, OKC, New Orleans, and Minnesota are locks to make the playoffs. They might even they Ooh. might they might fall, but I think all four make it, right? Ooh, I don't know about New Orleans, but yes, go ahead. Pick two which of these two teams are making the playoffs. Like the Spurs are up thirteen right now against the Pels. Um but Spurs, if I saw- Denver are out of the playoffs today. Um, although Spurs winning and Clippers losing would flip flop that. So Clippers, Utah, Spurs, Denver. Shoot, dude. I would go with the Spurs, I think. You have to. And then the Jazz. Man, I think I'd have to go to the Jazz. Rookie of the year, Donovan Mitchell. They have the defense, right? They have the defense. They have Mitchell. They have guys that can play. Ingles. They have guys that can play more consistently than I think with the Clippers. Um, who are relying upon more scoring. Uh, the Jazz are just more consistent defensively. So I'd go with that. And honestly, I wouldn't put the Pelicans as someone that automatically. I still think they could lose like five in a row. Like it only takes one AD injury that's and they're out. True. That's true. Right now, the right now the Pelicans have 28 losses and all of those teams are sitting at 30 or 31. 30, right. right. So Fair. there is a little buffer, but it's, you know, we're not in the last week of the season. Making up two games with 15 left is not impossible. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, so I, I'd go Spurs and I go Jazz and I, I'd honestly go Clippers before the Pels um, if I had to choose. So, but I mean, 
Is there anything here? Uh, I guess if the Spurs are the seven seed and you're a Warriors fan, and then the Warriors get the two seed, and then maybe if you're stuck with playing the Thunder in the second round, then that's something that I mean, it's fun, right? Let's say the Warriors get get the Spurs. The yeah, Thunder, Slater sold us. Slater Ooh. sold us pretty well on it that we want that series. Um, but yeah, no, the Spurs. I mean, do you think Kawhi comes back? Do you think Kawhi is Kawhi if he comes back? I don't. So. But it's going to be fun. Like, I, I, I want to see how they do. I want to see how the rest of the West shakes out. I want to see how the Warriors manage the end of the season here. Um, yeah. Let's get out of here. It's going to be a shit show. Um, you, you, be, you be good in Vegas. You, just, <laughs> you stay alive. You stay alive. By the way, oh, a couple of things. A housekeeping notes before we jump off. Uh, subscribe. Five stars. And we will leave our hashtag light yours podcast open. So uh, if we have empty time or stuff on the podcast that we need to fill, we will answer those questions. So just shoot them in uh, whenever you guys want to. We're good. All right. Let's get out of here.